guys, what is up, and welcome back to the show. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going through the NBA playoffs. Uh, obviously, the playoffs are underway now. We, we're a couple of games in, and maybe some game threes are done, I guess. Uh, but we're going to be going over what has happened so far to the playoffs as of 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. Uh, but anyways, sorry for the week off. Uh, I don't know what was going on. I just didn't have time to make one last weekend. Uh, I, oh, well, I guess I had a Woodbury Forest Tournament Invitational, which is like, it's a part of school team. It's it's a doubles-only event. Uh, ten line one through five doubles plays. It was it was fun, but just didn't have time to make a podcast. Then last weekend, did make a Wahoo Nation podcast episode if you're interested in that yesterday. Um, but anyways, without further ado, Injuries, playoffs, predictions, recaps, reactions, and so much more coming up on today's show. Anyways, alright, but yeah, uh, hey guys, welcome back to the show. But So really, the first thing to start off here, we're going to go into Miami Heat versus Milwaukee Bucks. And obviously, the main storyline here of this is Giannis going down. And with that injury, that really kind of opened the door for the Heat. I made a video about that on my Instagram page, uh, at Oz on Sports. Yes, that's a uh, shameless plug. Um, but so, that that is what really opened the door for the Heat in Game 1. I think that they thought that they had an opportunity to come in and win. Obviously, in the playoffs, you have to believe. Uh, but I think that with Giannis going down after only playing 10 minutes, it just gave him even more firepower and even more hope and and ability. And that's kind of what propelled them a little bit to the Game 1 win. Uh, they came in and they took one in the Bucks' house, which is crucial for them if they're trying to be just a 5th, 8th seed all-time to win a playoff series against a 1. So... Uh, the Heat they they get the game they get the game one but they they don't get the game two, but I think that that it was a job well done. I think that they they they're able to take it back to Miami one to one. Yes, they've lost three games in a row at home in the playoffs in Miami, but I think that that script can be changed tonight. They play at seven thirty, but uh, I I think that the Heat have done their job so far. Obviously, they they had a lot of trouble offensively. And that that the, let's go into game one a little bit. The offensive struggles that they had throughout the year, the the, the consistency struggles that they've had throughout the year, uh, they just overall from the offensive end they played a very very complete game, and that's what was most that's what's going to be most important if you're trying to pull off the upset, and and so they they have to find a way to continue that throughout the entire series. Uh, that might be a little bit of a tall task. You never know. As a fan, I'm hopeful of it, uh, but but you never know. You never know either way. So I, I just think that what they were able to do, they were able to come in, they came out with fire. They they were the team. They seemed to be playing with more energy from the jump. That was clearly the thing that they, that they were going to focus on and go into the game. One of the things that they can control, that and they, they took over that part of the aspect of the game. Then they mixed in the shooting, and then they really were able to stay ahead. And even when the game got a little bit closer, like six points, they always found a way to get away with it. And Bobby Portis, I think game two and game one, he's been the X factor, to be honest. I mean, he's the, been, the, been most impressive. I, I noticed him in the playoffs. I, I always never mentioned Bobby Portis during the season, and then the playoffs roll around. It's like, okay, okay, Bobby Portis, like I'm seeing you again. He, he always seems to show up well in the playoffs, but I think the most important thing for this is Giannis being out, it opened the door for Miami to get a game game one victory, and the series is tied 1-1 one, one, one going to Miami. Now, 
what's crucial here is Miami at least splits because if they don't split, then then that's not going to be good because as the higher seed, the Bucks already get the one extra game at home should the series go the distance. So the the most important thing for the Heat is is getting it to three one because they they might have trouble winning another game. Obviously, Giannis is probably going to come back by game four, uh, so. He's not going to be out the whole series, so they need to do the best they can while the Bucks are are down a little bit. They they have to take advantage of every opportunity that they, that's presented to them. But I think that they've done a good job getting it to one one. They rebounded from the the play and disappointment that the fact that they could have gotten to a seven seed, unable to get to the seven seed, and and so they lose that game. But then they get the win over the the Bulls, which they almost had an opportunity to lose that game as well, but they just pulled away late. And so I think they used that. They carried it over into Game One in Milwaukee. And now this does seem like a little bit of a different basketball team now. But the Bucks obviously are still the Bucks, and especially as soon as Giannis returns, it's going to be a different different series. So really, I still might have to go Bucks in seven. I used to have Bucks in six. Obviously, it's my optimism playing in as a Heat guy. But uh, Bucks in seven, I I think that the Heat are playing well right now. If they keep that up, they're going to win a couple more games. But overall, just the Bucks are the better team, especially when Giannis comes back. But I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if the Heat were able to to come out on top the way that they played in that game one. If they they're able to reproduce that. Next up here, we're we're gonna get into the Celtics, and then the team that beat the Heat to steal the seven seed is the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics here. So, uh, game three, uh, clearly Trey Young took that uh, overrated thing to heart. I, I mean, obviously he feeds off a of fire. I remember he or he tries to at least. I think that that's what helps motivate him the most. Um, and honestly, if I'm being honest, seeing that anonymous poll, I kind of I kind of believe it. I kind of agree with it. I I think that he's very good. I do, I I do believe that he's very good, but I just don't see him uh the way that he I don't know, I just don't see him being as good as a lot of people think he is. Uh as good as he thinks he is. Um but he took over game 3. I do have to say that he's the entire reason why they won the game 3 to stay in the series because obviously 3-0, you're not coming out of that. But he was the entire reason. It's thirty and nine, or something like that. Uh, really, was the reason why they were able to stay in the series, and they were able to really get the crowd behind them in this game three. Uh, and I think that that was one of the main reasons why they were able to win. Obviously, in the playoffs, the crowd always influences more with every team. But I think that especially, really, I've noticed lately with the Hawks, they they do a much better job in the playoffs at home than away. I mean, that's how it is with most teams, but. I think particularly the Hawks, the home games really are an advantage to them, no matter what seed they are. I think I that, that's just what I I, be, I believe, because the games are always different there versus when they play away in the playoffs. In my opinion, you know. Uh, but again, this is another game. This is a game where if they lost, the series is over. They're gonna lose. They're gonna be done. So getting that win was really important. And I think that game four. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna go. But I'm going to go Celtics in six. I think the Hawks find a way to win one more game, but it's it probably going to be game four at home. But I think that after that, it's, 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 I think, I, I think the Celtics are going to find a way to win one at home or at, at in Atlanta, but I, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be without a fight and it's going to be a, take another Trey Young big game for them to win another game. And, but I really do think that that's going to be possible.
Anyways, well, that's disappointing. So I got the on my TV screen behind me, I got the Brahms game. If they won that game and Arlington lost, Brahms go to the playoffs as four and six. And But uh, Mr. Romo here, he decides to uh, miss the field goal. But what, what, what really produced it, I kind of feel like, is why did he go for the deep ball on third and five? But anyways, it's not what this episode's about. Hot take here. Uh, Lakers, Lakers in five. Uh, I'm not one to support the Lakers that much, to be completely honest, but I th- they're just the better team. They're playing really well right now. I think it it all depends on Anthony Davis's health. I I don't know if he's playing. I think he should be playing, right? Uh, oh, really? Okay. Well, as I look at the the injury report, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Dennis Schroeder all doubtful. I doubt that's. Never mind. As I look it up. Uh, they're all three listed as probable. So never mind. If all three of them are playing and playing at 100%, and I'm really mostly talking to Anthony Davis here, I Lakers are going to win. They're going to take the 3-1 series lead here at home. Uh, it's not so much that I don't support the Lakers. I just, I just, all the talk around them this whole entire year, I just feel like the Lakers are always in, in every single conversation. Obviously, I mean, we know why. But anyway, I was just getting a little tired of them, if you know what I mean. But uh I think that this Lakers team is playing really well right now, especially looking back at that game one. They only lost by 10 in game two, so it's not a situation of the Heat where where they won, where the Heat won game one, then they got destroyed in game two. Like, the Lakers were still sticking around, but, but really, like, if you look at Anthony Davis did not play well at all in that game, so I think that him being 100% and him playing well that that that's the key to this victory, to these victories for, for the Lakers. And as... as the two-seeded Grizzlies, I, I I feel like you have to be disappointed to be drawn, or like if you're a fan of the Grizzlies, you have to be disappointed to be drawn against them uh, in the first round. But because I, I feel like this was a team that throughout the year and even in like last year, like they really the point of laughter, but they really turned it on. And I mean, this is Grizzlies team. The fact that they were able to take one at home, the the Lakers were against a Grizzlies team that was 35 and six at home, and then they beat them there in the playoffs. I think that's a good sign. Uh, it, it, I think it just really depends on. I think I know LeBron. We already know LeBron will show it every night, but it, it's going to be up to Anthony Davis and and his supporting cast. Uh, Austin Reeves has been playing really well, but uh, being a good uh, spark from the outside. Uh, but like also as well, D'Angelo Russell he was two for eleven in that last game, uh, and so that's really not going to help them win the games. I, I he was plus one in the over under, but or in the plus minus, but. I, I just think that the, the, the in game two there was no offensive identity for this team, and I think but I but there was a great one in game one. So I think if they're able to rebound it, it's going to be a three one going back going to play that game in Memphis, and that's the game that'll decide the series. I think I because th- I believe it'll be three one for the Lakers because I just think that's Lakers team has turned it on recently. Um, but obviously something else to talk about is the whole Dylan Brooks thing. And Dylan Brooks saying, "Yo, I can. LeBron, he's old. He's he's not as good anymore. I I can I can guard him easily. Um, I know he drilled the dagger three in game two to help the the Grizzlies win the game. Obviously, again, I know I've just heaped a bunch of praise on the Lakers, but I I kind of take back my game five statement uh, because I think that this is a really I think." That the Grizzlies, it could, it's going to go the distance. Oh wow, so there goes my phone. But I, that, I think it's going to go the distance. But Dylan Brooks, obviously, I know he essentially helped put the game on ice for the Grizzlies. 
the whole Garden LeBron thing. I mean, he last game. He, I mean, as the primary defender, it was some stats. He was that LeBron was was putting up as Dylan Brooks was his primary defender. In the first two games, in 36, 36 and a half minutes played, in the first two games, 24 and a half points, 11 and a half rebounds, four assists, uh, 51%, uh, 51% field goal. The only thing he's holding them to is 25% for three-point range. I think Dylan Brooks might to uh, either retract his statement or say uh, – or start guarding him closer. I mean, the, he really all he has is the three tur- four four assists to three turnover ratio. It's the only thing he's really got going for him. But twenty five points, eleven rebounds. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to call someone old. Yes, I. I. By the way, I'm MJ all the way in the goat debate. Don't even question me on that. But I mean, you can't <laughs> unless you can back it up against someone like LeBron. It's not. It's it's not going to look good for you. But anyways, Grizzlies. Um. This is the this is the hardest series for me to do. I think that the Lakers are playing really well, but at the same time, it's still the Grizzlies. We know how good they are. Um, and a positive for them is they're able to win the game. No, no jaw in game two. They're able to win that game. Um, so I might take back my Lakers in five. I don't know why I said that before. Um, huh, whatever. Uh, Grizzlies in seven to this point. Anyway, the Lakers, okay, not the Lakers, the Sixers complete the sweep against the Nets, and all I really have to say about this is we already knew that the Sixers were the better team in this situation, but come on, Brooklyn, they they, they really didn't even put up a, a fight, they didn't really put up a chance, um, I, I mean, yeah, a couple of the games were close, this one was relatively close, but the defensive side was really good for the Sixers, and that was the main reason what propelled them to uh, nothing victory, three games, so in four games, the the Nets scored uh, 101, 84, 97, and 88. That is impressive. And they won game four to win the series with no Joel Embiid. This is a Sixers team to look out for. I don't even have to predict it, this because they already won the series. No, no Embiid in game four in Brooklyn. Get the job done. Hold them to 88 points. Defensive masterclass these last few games uh, in terms of the NBA and Sixers. I think that they're playing really, really well right now. They're they're going to be the team to look out for, in my opinion. Even though they're a three seed, I just think that they 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 they're playing really well right now. I mean, you can't you can't argue with that those those four games of performances if you know what I mean. You know. All right, Warriors Kings. I think that this series has gone exactly the way I expected it to go. Really close game one. Both teams are going to try to come out strong. Uh, then the Kings get a, get a foothold in game two. And then the Warriors, when it goes back to Golden State, get the game three victory pretty easily. Because the Warriors have struggled all season on the road. So I, I think that that's what already puts them at a disadvantage. We know that this series was this was the series for me to look out for. But I think that what's going to propel the Kings to the series win in six is the the problem uh, the Warriors have been the problem the Warriors have on the road. I mean, if you if you look back at it, the Warriors are uh, eleven and thirty on the road during the regular season. In forty one games, only won eleven games on the road. So that that's that was already a struggle for them. Um, but let I think that they're going to get the game four win. 
But I think that as the higher seed with the extra game at home, that's what's going to be the the killer for for the Warriors. But the whole Draymond Green thing, I I mean, <laughs> I mean, what more could you expect from Draymond Green? <laughs> I mean, did, did you not expect something to happen during the series that involved Draymond Green? I mean, it's the playoffs plus Draymond Green plus tension plus close games. I mean, what 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 did did you expect any less? No, uh, I I mean I. <laughs> I feel for Sabonis. I mean, definitely not something Draymond should have done, but I'm certainly not. I think it's really funny, personally, as as a neutral fan, as someone just watching the games. I I mean, you you always love the comedy that you can get out of Draymond. And then when he was getting ejected, going over and hyping up everyone in the crowd and, like, and like getting and milking it up as he's about to go into the locker room. I mean, what, what a guy. W man. But anyways... Uh, let's go. I'm going with the Kings in six because I don't. I don't see, I, or six, five or six or whatever. I I just don't see. I I don't see the Warriors winning game on the road. So I'm gonna go with six because Warriors are gonna win game four. Steph Curry is gonna get a fifty bomb, and then we're gonna go back to uh the Kings and. You know, actually, the way it's playing out, because I believe game six would be in Golden State, so. Kings in seven. That's what I expected at the beginning of the series. So let's go Kings in seven. That's what's going to go down there. Next up, I mean, let's just go with the Suns and the Clippers. If I'm being honest, this is the one series haven't really tuned into at all. Um, Suns are up to or three one, which I mean makes sense. I I mean I I, I mean for a four five four four five you can't really, but I think that they despite the Suns being a four seed. Kevin Durant, I mean, but I mean, can we can we put some respect on Russell Westbrook's name for me? 37 points in the last game and shot it effectively. And on top of that, I mean, he he just played I, the the disrespect he's gotten lately. Obviously, I know he didn't play well in uh LA, but or other other half of LA. Um, but I just, I just think that I'm just happy that he's playing well because I, I mean, I don't think he will he return to his MVP self, probably not, but you know that that's just how it is. Um, but I mean, the whole news surrounding uh, Kawhi Leonard's sister that was kind of crazy as well. Um, that that was interesting. I mean, I didn't expect that. I was like studying for my chem test next Friday, and then I look over my iPad after getting notification. I'm like, what? I did not expect that. But Suns up three to one. I think that as a four seed, I think that this is another team to watch out for in the Western Conference uh, to maybe put some hurt on the Nuggets because Kevin Durant. But that that's I mean to be honest, I'm gonna be I be totally transparent. I mean, really, I think the takeaways are Kevin Durant uh, is making this team scary, but because I and Devin Booker put together and DeAndre Ayton, I mean, this team's good. They're finding a way with three uh, uh, superstars slash stars to. Put together some good wins, unlike what they were able to do in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Obviously, that didn't work out. All right, but final series, I believe, is the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's two to one for the Knicks. This series has been really disappointing. They started us off the, our main course in Game One. Knicks one hundred one, Cavaliers ninety seven. Really fun game to watch. Really close game. You as a five four. You expected it to be a good game, uh, but and you you were hoping that 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 six would would continue throughout the entire uh, series. But through three games, 
17-point game and a 20-point game. And at opposite, uh, fans are worried, are mad about their money right now because they buy these tickets, watch their team lose by 17. But then when it's in, and then when they go back to Cleveland, it's uh, or when they then when they play in Cleveland, it's um, uh, it's the opposite. It's the other way around. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, but I mean, can they pick it up a little bit? I mean, that that's all I really have to say. Uh, because I just think that. This was anticipated to be a really close series. I and it's not except for game one when they they teased us with what was of what we hope was gonna come, but then it it hasn't come yet. So game four is Sunday in New York. Obviously, a great a- atmosphere in in Madison Square Garden. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one to the Cavaliers. That that game three was a wake up call. No way they're only gonna score 79 points again. That game has to be a wake up call for them. So I think that they're gonna get it back on even terms, and it's gonna it's gonna be a battle out. I think I I gotta go uh, New York Knicks in seven based off the way that they played. I mean they've already held the the Caval the def- It's been a defensive battle this most of this series. Um so. But that that game three has to be a wake up call for the Cavaliers, and I think that there's no way that they do seventy nine points again. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was fun to get an episode back out there, looking back at the NBA playoffs. I mean, it's been a good playoff so far for the most part. Obviously, there's been a couple of disappointing things. Obviously, got the whole Dylan Brooks thing. You got Draymond Green, Giannis going out, Tyler Hero breaking his hand. Everything it, you've already gotten everything in the first few few games of these playoffs, and I'm just looking forward to the rest of it. I know I haven't covered NBA at all this year, but when it comes to the playoffs, something I gotta look into. Um, but anyways, it was just fun to get another episode back out there, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow me on Instagram at Always On Sports, on Twitter at Always On Sports. I mean YouTube. You can go to YouTube. I don't. I haven't really been posting there very often. I mean, which is kind of sad. We got to 308 subscribers, then it kind of just fell off after that. Um, I apologize for that. But uh, expect some videos, short-form content, like minute-long, like the ones you see on YouTube Shorts um, for sports content with the little edits and type things. Um, I've, I start, I dabbled with a couple of those, posted a couple of them. Uh, hopefully, I can get them more frequently coming soon. But anyways, hope you enjoyed that episode. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. I'm Preston Green, and this is All Eyes on Sports, and I'll talk to you next time on the show.